This is Jen with Bright Families, and this is part one of a series on figuring out why your cycle might be irregular. So the first part, I'm going to focus on calories, nutrition, the kind of literal physical resources. And when a woman doesn't eat enough or doesn't eat enough for her activity level, her brain will often shut down or change the way her cycle runs. So I've counseled girls, teenagers, who either weren't eating enough accidentally or weren't eating enough intentionally or simply weren't eating enough to keep up with the level of activity that they had with their sports. So I'll give you some examples. One girl is really into nutrition and she basically only wants to eat healthy food and that's what she likes. So her diet is excellent. She eats eggs, fruit, you know, curried chicken, brown rice. It all looks terrific. In fact, it would be a terrific diet for someone in their 40s who was not particularly active. But it only added up to about 1,700 calories a day. That was breakfast, lunch, snack, and dinner. She was eating a lot of vegetables. She was not walking around hungry all day. She wasn't intentionally depriving herself. And this girl only got a few cycles a year, which I suspect would happen after holidays when she just had more junk food, snack food, cookies, cake, whatever, around for a few weeks. And that would trigger an ovulation and then trigger a period after that. We didn't know that for sure. That's my conjecture. But we looked at what she was eating, she and I together, using uh, Zoom and the chronometer.com website, where I have a free account. And so we could see that her diet was really excellent. It just didn't add up to enough calories for a 17-year-old who was also walking the dog, you know, 45 minutes a day. So she was getting some exercise and she was active helping her family around the house. So we talked about how she could just add some more calories on top of what she was already doing, which was very good. And mostly that involved putting butter on her rice and some extra fats in her diet. And I encouraged her to get more carbs at least a few days a week because carbohydrate intake is one of the signals that our brain uses as a woman to assess where our cycle should be. And she was being very moderate about her carbs. In fact, I suspected she was being so consistently moderate about her carbs that she wasn't necessarily getting any insulin spikes to um, signal her thyroid and then in turn signal the rest of her cycle hormones to run at the regular rate. So we talked about how to add some healthy carbohydrates in her snacks. I said maybe a sweet potato, maybe some dried fruit. We needed something with a little bit of density. And I didn't want to just say, you know, start drinking juice and just throw an excellent diet off the rails. So I told her if you're if you're able to eat these extra calories, you're basically eating good food. You just need to signal your body that there's more of it available in your environment by taking more in. And within a few weeks, she ovulated, we think. I told her, you know, look for some signs. You might see the mucus and stuff. Other have You might feel a little bit of cramping or maybe spotting. Some people get spotting. 
And then a couple weeks after that, she got her first period. So within about a month of initiating these changes, she got a period. She also found that she felt better overall and had more energy, which was not the reason she came. She had felt that her energy was fine, which is just how human nature is, right? We get used to our baseline, wherever that is. Another example of a girl I talked to about recently is she was a swimmer. She is a swimmer. And so her swim routine is several days a week of practice. And each practice is two hours. And she was finding she was hitting the wall in the middle, metaphorically, in the middle of her practice and just really running out of steam. So that last 45 minutes to an hour was really not fun. So we talked about what she was eating throughout the day. And it became clear that she didn't find the food at her house super interesting. And she had school to get through. She didn't really care for cooking. And so her mom might make meals, but she was also kind of, as a 16-year-old, she was on her own for making some of her meals. And she might not make something very calorie-rich or nutritious. So she would kind of munch through the morning. She might have a little bit of breakfast. She might have lunch. She might have a snack before she went to swim practice. She would eat dinner when she came back from swim practice. And again, her calories did not add up to enough to account for being 16 years old and swimming two hours a day, several days a week. And she too had very intermittent cycles, basically from just not eating enough. So we talked about strategizing what she could eat more of that would be easy. And could she bring some snacks in the car that wouldn't go bad in the car because it was a long drive to swim practice. It was a a 45 minute drive each way. So I told her that's, that's a time when you can sit and eat. You can carb load. You can get some, um, you can bring a piece of fruit with you. You can have some dried fruit, maybe bring a smoothie if you can keep it clean in the car, whatever, whatever you can bring along to get enough energy into your system so your glycogen is actually loaded up before you get in the water, then you can actually have a pretty good whole two hours of your swim practice instead of having that second hour drag. And as she's added more calories, she has found that the swim practices are going better. And she's, of course, still hoping to improve her times, but at least to have her experience of the practices improve is really nice. We also talked about getting more protein and more iron And that's another nice thing about the chronometer app or website is that it tallies up all those things for you. And she was not getting a lot of iron because, as I said, she didn't really care for cooking. So she wasn't even making herself, say, fried eggs like the first girl. She would just have some, you know, a bowl of cereal or a piece of toast or something like that that was not so nutrient dense when she was eating her breakfast and lunch. So when I see a girl who's kind of tall, willowy, maybe has bony wrists and ankles, maybe she's pale. If she tells me, yeah, I'm a ballerina, I'm a gymnast, certain sports have a culture that is more body conscious and more food conscious. And of course, it changes from studio to studio or gym to gym. And there's reasons why weight matters in those sports. So I'm not criticizing necessarily how those sports are run But I have found that girls who do certain activities seem to be more likely to undereat. 
I think in running, there is simply no question about weight in a lot of track track groups. If you can make the time, you can make the time. It's not the same as dancing where you might be partnered and someone has to lift you. So I believe too that the type of exercise influences your appetite. So for some people, you know, exercise stimulates their appetite for others not so much. And for some people, cardio exercise will stimulate their appetite more than core work or flexibility work such as dancing or something a little with a different pace. So that's just something to be aware of when you're looking at your own daughter's diet and trying to figure out what's going on. It is easy for teenage girls to kind of snack their way through their day, get enough calories to keep going. They're obviously not wasting away. They're not becoming anorexic. But the calories are low enough that their brain decides a cycle just isn't worth it. It's not the right time. And it just waits until there's a holiday or something where you get more calories for a few weeks. And then it'll have a cycle every, you know, few months or a few times a year. I have occasionally met girls who had arrived at age 16 or 17 and never gotten a cycle. Another way that girls sometimes undereat is if they have a very restrictive diet. Maybe they have food sensitivities. Maybe they have braces or something going on with their mouth that makes it challenging to eat certain foods. Maybe they're just picky. Maybe they have a low appetite and they've just always had kind of a low appetite or what I call unassertive hunger cues. Some people's hunger cues are very assertive and some people's hunger cues are not so assertive. So there's a variety of other factors that can cause a girl to undereat or undereat relative to what she's doing with her day. So a couple of days of diet tracking, tracking what you eat, tracking what you do, and then just looking at your body overall, like, you know, am I underweight, overweight? Do I look like I'm just right? Being kind of realistic about that. It is possible for someone to look just right and they're actually five pounds, 10 pounds under what their brain would prefer for running a cycle. And where your brain would like your weight depends on the person. And some people can have a six pack and have a cycle and many people cannot, many women cannot. So as a first reality check, track what you're eating Look at the calories, look at the nutrition, and see where it deviates from the recommendations. I'm not saying every recommendation is always correct, but it gives you some information to start with. And it is easy, easier than you'd think for a teenage girl to undereat. When I've done this exercise with high schoolers in my high school nutrition health classes, and we tally up what each girl ate from the day before, it's a tremendous range. There's girls who were eating who ate 900 calories the day before. There's girls who ate 2,000 calories and danced for four hours the day before, which is clearly not enough. And there might be a girl who ate 3,600 calories. And maybe she exercised, and maybe she was Mardi Gras, but, you know, she's not missing any cycles if she's eating that much. 
not for that, not for the reason of undereating anyway. So I've been surprised at how tremendous the range is in what kids are eating. And many teens skip breakfast because they're just busy and they're not that hungry. And then that adds an extra challenge of trying to get enough calories and nutrition into just two meals a day when we already have a pretty busy American culture of being a little overscheduled and not taking time to eat leisurely meals. It would probably be possible to get plenty of calories in two day, two meals a day and a snack if you ate leisurely meals, but that depends a lot on the family. So I hope this gives you a sense of where to look first when you're trying to analyze why cycles might be irregular. The first place to look is what resources am I putting into my body in terms of calories and nutrients so that you can see how your brain might be assessing what's available in your environment. Hope this helps. Take care.